With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The latter portion of ECW, that, you know, 2000 in Stars Month, and obviously the subsequent closure, which which guys were, were coming through. I know we were seeing like the likes of Rhino, people like which which of the younger crop were coming through that you really like in, in uh, Kareem, Steve Carino. Yeah. Steve Carino. Yeah, he was he was he was amazing. He was really, really good. Uh Dusty Rhodes came in to work uh, a feud with him and Dusty Rhodes made him. I mean Carino uh was amazing. He you know, he was just great. And uh, he really helped us, uh, you know, at the end. And he actually became ECW champion. So, uh, you know, yeah, Carino was uh, definitely, definitely great. Good, good on the, good on the mic as well. I remember, yeah, amazing. I, I remember the promos. Yeah. You, I, I hated. <laughs> he did. He was doing what he said. I hated him. I hated him. I yeah. appreciated what he could do as a talent in, in the ring, like. But yeah. This is TJ Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, and you're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, established 2019. Direct from the North Wales coast, his verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer! A warm welcome. This is episode 149 of Stu's Wrestling Podcast in association with the Sports Social Network, the only dedicated sports podcast network here in the UK. And have I got a guest for you today, this afternoon here in the UK, early in the US for the US listeners it is Mr. Rohan Raja on the show today on Stu's Wrestling Podcast. How are you, man? How are things? Good, thanks. How are you, Stu? Thanks for having me oh, on the show. Not a problem, mate. Not a problem. I've got to thank Mad Dog Mike Angus as well for putting us in touch. Thank you very much to Michael, as always. So, yeah, man, getting your start in pro wrestling. And I've done a bit of digging, a bit of searching on you. You were out in Canada you were getting trained by Lance Storm, you know, highly regarded school, one of the best schools going. Absolutely. So how was your time, you know, learning the ropes, learning your craft early on with Lance? So I think it's so much important. So for the people that haven't started wrestling, the listeners or like they're aspiring to be a wrestler, the most important thing is to make sure that you go to a reputable trainer because there's so many um, like guys and girls that I've come across that have started and gone to a trainer, which they've, they've taught them a lot of like wrong, like bad habits or taught them the wrong way of doing things. There's different styles in wrestling, but there's fundamentally when you learn the basics, there's, there's, it's almost like a right and wrong. And um, Lance really like kickstarted my career. Cause he's so, if you ask anyone and even, you know, guys from the top of my head, like Jericho, Austin, they all put over Lance, you know, strongly, especially with just the person he is, but, it's like he's very nitpicky um 
he's right down uh, into the into the small details of things. So like when you first start training with him, he gets those little things. And like even still now, I I've got like a really good memory. So like I'll even kind of recap some days that will pop into my head, and I'll be like I'll be like oh yeah, I remember him saying that, and I've used it even all these years later. Like like even when it comes to my personal like personal life, when it comes to stuff with media like sort of with interviews and stuff like that or if it comes to the ring so he's really been a massive massive help to me that's great man though no really good you know and you need that sometimes i suppose you know the hardness that aspect of it you know to to get yourself where you need to be and you know obviously we're going to talk more laterally about where you've been and what you've managed to do and what you've achieved but yeah, just just Lance Storm, man. Just hear everything just so good and positive as a trainer. Yeah, you you never hear you've like you'll never hear anything bad about him because he's such a he's such a good guy. I remember when I first moved to Calgary, um, I didn't know anyone, and then the first person to pick me up from the airport was him. And I, I remember what because I I remember like getting emails back and forth, and um, it was with his wife Tina, and um, he was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, Lance will pick you up at the airport. I was like pick me up at the airport. I was like, what? And then I remember coming through like the customs and then exiting and he's just standing there. And I was like, Oh wow, this is weird. And then like, he took me uh, to where I was staying, made sure I like, I got there safely and like messaged me afterwards and stuff. Like if I'm all settled in, like he's, he's such a good dude. And we have a pretty strong relationship now to this day. What was some of the best advice you had from Lance, mom? You know, if you could maybe pick some bits of advice that you, you took away, you know, uh- there's so much to to pinpoint um i think patience patience um is is a big one he's taught me um as long as you put your like he's very much for show me your hard work and you know others will notice you don't need to tell people that you're working hard it will just speak for itself so he's very much a person that because if you look at his story he was like a after a hard worker and like you know he he earned everything he got so he likes to instill that to his students and I feel like every time I've got a lot of that before I start wrestling that's just kind of who I am a really hard worker like I I prefer going the harder direction um rather than the easy route like I'll always take the you know what when it comes to hard work if it's if it's like I'll take the option where it's like okay my hard work will speak for itself I'll go down that direction um so the biggest thing would be definitely patience, uh, hard work, you know, overcomes everything. And then when it comes to like ring stuff, it's just very much the small details that he's, that he's picked out. And it's still, it's amazing how much um, that, that applies to now. Even me, like I'm, I think I'm eight years in now. Yeah, I think it's eight, eight, eight years in, in August. And um, it's still, you know, it still applies to me now. Was it easy for you to pick up? I know you were a big wrestling fan when you were younger before getting into the business. Um, yeah, how was it getting getting used to it and stuff like that? Was it pretty easy for you? Yeah, so I picked it up pretty the- quick, and I think a lot of that is because I, I was a fan. So a lot of the things, like, even – I remember even when I started wrestling, there's, like, certain moves. Because as long as you know how to land properly, you can kind of, like, when you come good, you don't really need to – practice a move being taken per se you know how to move your body in a certain way you know how to look after yourself and especially if you're in there with someone who's who's good like um it it just comes second nature there so I remember sometimes when I was having matches early on and someone would call call a move to me or something 
and ju- just say it's like something like Russian leg sweep or something. If just say if you didn't learn it in training or like you hadn't watched wrestling, you wouldn't even know what that meant. <laughs> you would be like, what was that mean? Like, so like there was a lot of stuff that um, because of my knowledge of wrestling, it just really kind of came full, full circle. Um, when it comes to the actual, like uh, the physical aspects to wrestling, like, like when I was starting out, obviously the first few weeks was pretty hard with just like how it, how it feels on your body and everything. But I feel like as a overall, I picked it up really pretty quick. And I feel like that, that does attribute to a lot of it is to make sure that, you know, you're a fan before there is people that come in that hadn't watched wrestling and they pick it up quick, but those people as well, like there's a very small number of those people that, that are out there as well, that that can pick it up that quick. That's cool, man. That's cool. Lewis Young up in full kick in Scotland, friend of the show. Hi Lewis. Hope you're well, buddy. You've been training up there as well, haven't you? Have you been getting on, man? Sure, me and Tony would like to hear. There you go. Actually, follow-on question here. When would you come? Would you come to Scotland for wrestling? Wrestling. Yeah, I'd come to Scotland. Do you know that's the place? Um, even wrestling aside, I was like, I haven't visited Scotland yet, and I like want to see just you know all the wilderness out there. But when it comes to wrestling, there's so many good wrestlers that have come out of Scotland. Um, so I really wanted to go up there. I was going to go up there when Wolfie and, and was still based in the UK. Um, but I definitely, definitely will want to go up there sometime soon. Great, great question there, Lewis. Thanks very much. Cheers, Frank, from that one, Tony. Also, I think it's Lox Piero. Hashtag Rohan Raja. Looks like a Seth Rollins NXT. <laughs> do you know I, it's funny i remember someone saying that to me actually a few people have told me that i think when i started wearing my headband because i don't wear this like obviously um on camera and stuff so when i'm wearing my headband if i'm training they're like they'll that i've got a lot of those i'm like do i actually look like that's wrong what's going on <laughs> that's that's made you that's made you chuckle man so yeah no thanks for the questions keep them coming as well obviously i've got quite a bit to ask him but yeah, just bring more, more questions, the merrier. Absolutely. Yeah, Lewis, training be good. Yeah, you've been doing well, man. Fair play. You know, it takes a lot of balls to go in the ring. So, absolutely. Now, you went to Battle Arts Academy, obviously Santino's place as well. I'd love to ask you about your time and doing that. And what, what you learned there, of the stuff so, that you managed to learn with Ben? It, so, after I was finished with Lance, I started working the Western Western Canada Indies. And um, after I got to a point, I'm like, I got to, I don't like being a big fish in a small pond. I like being a shark in the ocean. So I'm like, okay, I've wrestled like pretty much everyone out here. Uh, what's my next step? So then um, that took me to Toronto, and I got referred to go to um, to Battle Arts Academy. And then I met Santino and his head trainer at the time was Yuki Ishikawa and he trained Asuka. And I was like, oh man, I definitely want to go there. Cause like, I want to learn different styles cause I want to combine two styles together. So I'll be like, I've kind of got a Lance Storm style at the moment. So what, like, this would be cool if I can intertwine it with Ishikawa's training. So that was really cool. A lot of it was very shoot um, submission wrestling based. Um, I, with my matches now, like, so like if I'm, when I'm playing like babyface, I'll whip out more of Ishikawa's stuff. But when it's when I'm a heel, I don't like putting it out too much because it's very techy and it's, it's like I don't. I'm very much like 
when I'm a heel, I'm a heel. I don't like to be cheered. If I get any cheers, I, it annoys me, like frustrates me. I'm like, oh, I didn't do my job properly. So like, I like being the old school heel. So like, I remember I started doing a bit of Ishikawa stuff on um, uh, this uh, indie show loop I was doing in Canada. And I was like, it was like slowly turning me baby face. I was like, oh no, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta take it back. But um, he's awesome, man. Like Ishikawa is such a, if you come across like, uh, just like Asian style trainers and stuff, they're so humble. Like uh, Miko is the same. So like, they're very humble and they, they'll like want to do stuff for you. It's like, hang on, no, 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 it should be the other way around. Like, He's so nice and he's just, um, he's very, I remember me and my buddy, my, I had an old tag partner called Sam and uh, we used to train together like when they're like in the middle of the day when the, when the ring was free and stuff and Yuki would be there and just be sitting there and be like, oh yeah, you know, running us through stuff. Like it was, it was so cool. It was like, it was one of the best sort of trainings that I've had in my career and it was just, it, it was nice um experiencing that because that was my first like oh wow so i've trained with lance he's got his style and then i've come to ishikawa he's got his style and another good thing with battle arts was tino was there so that helped my um my promos so he's very good with pro like promo ability so i was just like it just very much when i was thinking as i was coming up the ranks when i started training my goal was to get to wwe i was like i want to get signed i don't want to leave home and just be like, oh, I just want to wrestle for fun, which is nothing wrong with that. But for me, I was like, if I'm leaving my family, I want to, I want to, you know, give it my all and make sure I have a clear path to get there. So what I was pretty much doing was building up all these like abilities from different uh, different guys and girls and putting them all together and then making it my own. It's great, like you know, multifaceted, going to the two different places, you know, gaining you know stuff from Lance, stuff from Battle Arts. So it's cool. It's cool to hear and it's cool to see, you know, your passion and wanting to be where you want to be, you know, in, in, in wrestling terms. And, oh, man, absolutely. The desire, you just tell, you just tell a mile off your desire, man. We've had a few more comments, actually. I'll just fire them, eh? Hashtag Rohan Raja. What, what great matches for NXT UK. Oh, I appreciate that. I might as well say, so some of my favourite ones was uh, me and Nathan Fraser had a had a one-on-one match on nxt uk i remember that because uh it was like a big deal for us because we both kind of wanted to prove like uh, like we both could go and like that match was awesome because we didn't have like because obviously the tv matches are quite short so you have like up to 10 minutes or something so i think we went about i think it was about eight minutes bell to bell to bell roughly about that and that was a really fun match like i had with him um my tag stuff i did with Man was really really fun but um yeah, there, there was there was a lot of good matches in NXT UK, which I'm really proud of. So cool, man. So cool. I'll tell you what as well. Obviously, Impact, getting to Impact, how that came to be, the Desi Hit Squad as well. But yeah, just getting getting your chance at Impact, man, because that's what, what a promotion. What a promotion. Yeah, so that, I, I remember, so I remember um, I was, I think I was almost in Toronto for... Oh, no, I would not have been there that long. So maybe up to eight months or something. And then I seen this tryout coming up and uh, it was like a Noah slash impact tryout at the Ken Am dojo that Demore, Scott Demore runs. Mm-hmm. And um, a few of my wrestling buddies were like, you know, let's, this is, this is good. We should go down try out. And I think it was a two day tryout. So I never met, I met Scott very briefly before because he had come to battle out sometimes, but 
he hadn't seen me work or anything like that. So this was like my first proper thing, you know, in the eyes of him. Um, and then, yeah, it was a two day, two day trial. I impressed, uh, obviously the officials was there and Scott and then, um, they made like, uh, like a show. It was called like global forge is kind of like tough enough. So we did that. And then, um, after the show finished, uh, uh, Rohit Raju was the one that won it. And then me and him were the ones that were officially signed from that. And then that's when it, we started our run. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. How how was it like? How hard did it feel? You know, getting to there. You know, the the history, the history of Impact Man. You know, I think sometimes it gets over, it gets overlooked because I, I watched it right the way through. Not so more, not so much latterly. But obviously, yeah, but it, I bet you were just overjoyed, man. Yeah, it was one of those things where it was, it was like, this This was my first big break. It was like, damn, like this, like, because I got it pretty, I, I got that within two and a half years of, so I was only two and a half years in when I signed with them. So I, I it just reassured me everything I'm doing, I'm making the right choices and I'm, I'm doing the right steps. And um, that was really cool because um, Gama, Gama Singh was uh was our manager and like my granddad was like a fan of <laughs> with Gama so that was cool because I'm I'm really close with his nephew Jinder and um Gama's son Raj Singh as well so just working with his dad and like he was he was like even just matches we ha- would have on TV just say like if I got hit and rolled out the ring or something if he's there he would actually give me feedback straight on the spot whilst we're alive on TV so it was it was great because then it was just like oh sick okay yeah. He's just like, you know, you should do this when you get back in and take this this way. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I'd like, you know, he was just like, he was, he was really good uh, with that. And um, if people that are watching haven't seen his stuff, like try find his stuff from the old school stampede days, because he was such a great heel and such a great worker. So that was a really, um, I was really blessed to have him there because it was almost all this knowledge I was taking and um, it was cool tagging with Rohit. Like, I knew him I knew him for a little bit. Like, that was the first proper time we met when we were doing the Global Forge thing. Um, but we've built, like, a really strong friendship. And that was cool because it was just everything I got at Impact, I was just being a sponge and, and doing what I was told and just learning how the TV aspect works and, like, what the difference – because there's such a difference when you get to, you know, a major company and then you start doing TV, like – because live events is just, it's it's fun. You're just kind of there. There's not really much stress. But then when there's TV, TV's fun. But that's when, you know, you're earning your money because you, you have to do things a certain way and, and things like that. So that was cool. And then I'd never, hadn't really been much into a camera to do pre-tapes, like a real official pre-tape. So that was cool with the stuff we were filming, like, um, was really different in it and it was unique. And then that was my first proper experience, like, wrestling out in mexico and like flying around with impact which was really cool um but yeah oh man that's an old school yeah graphic i remember when that came out so that's me 
Gama, Rohi, Bupinda, who's doing really well in Impact at the moment. And then uh, Vikas was on. They, I think, I can't remember what the, it was like an Impact special they did once in India, but he was on that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a very cool thing looking back at that now because you've got Gama, that solidified legend. Um, Rohi obviously became X Division champion. Uh, he's doing really well in AEW. Bupinda's doing really well now. I signed with NXT UK. It's just, it's one of those graphics, like mark my words now, it's going to be one of those graphics where five years down the track, it's going to be one where you look back on it and you'll be like, oh man, look at all those guys that were like, this was just kind of like a, a group. No one really knew who we were, but now it's like, it's going to become one of those things where they'll look back and be like, oh damn man, like look, who would have thought all these guys would have made it to these places sort of thing. Your own piece of history, man. That's you know the, the fun in you, man. When you look at that and think I've done it, just just amazing. I can only imagine. I'm a fan. That's it. You know, but to do it, to do it, to do it, and for it to become full circle, I got nothing but admiration for you guys. You know, and and the dedication and the sacrifices you have to make. You know, you go into Canada initially to go and do it because. That's that's what you've got to do, isn't it? If, if you're going to be successful, the sacrifice, isn't it? I know we hear it all the time, but that that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? Definitely. Like, so the the hardest thing when when people ask me is is definitely the sacrifices because like when I started, I had to leave Australia by myself. All my family is still there, and then come to Canada, I didn't know anyone. And then once I made like friends and stuff in Calgary, that's when I was like, okay, I'm gonna move to Toronto. I had to start over there. And then when I left Toronto, obviously we'll, we'll get there in a second. When I came to the UK, it's kind of like you can't uh, get too comfortable where you are because then you'll find it hard to to leave for an opportunity where I've, I've come across people where they've been re- based at their home for so long that it's really hard for them to leave because then, you know, they'll get homesick or it, it will feel very unnatural for them when they leave because because they're just used to having close family members by. But Definitely when you start to make the sacrifice, it makes you work harder because you're like, because you think about it, you're like, what, why would I, why would I leave my family just to, just to sit and half-ass it sort of thing. So it's just one of those things where it, 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 if you didn't want to do it, like just say you didn't want to put in the work, but you left your family, you would do it anyway. Because <laughs> like, that's, that's a big commitment just there. Were you, were you okay with that side leaving Australia or did you have days where it was tough not seeing your family and things? I like asking that you know yeah i think so yeah it it definitely so the good thing with this uh uh, day and age now with this tech like you can video call and stuff it wasn't like that back in the day but like that was really good because i would video chat with like my parents quite often and like i'd video chat my friends and stuff but as the years go by like you'll lose out you'll lose touch with a lot of close friends that you had so like i have lost a lot of relationships um that i'm like i'm still friends with but it's just not the same sort of thing so that it definitely is very, you know, very, very tough. But then as you're going through this, um, this wild, you know, industry that we're in, it's, you'll come across people that you'll have friends for life. Like there, there's people I've met in wrestling that, you know, will be, you know, some of my groomsmen one day. So like, it's, it's very much um, like, yeah, you lose some friends, but you gain other others as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We've got another question here, Mr. Piero. What do you think of AEW wrestling or Ring of Honor? Which is better? Basically? Which is better? Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're kind of two, it's almost like two different different products, like different kind of styles, I think. I feel like I'm, so how I 
got into wrestling was when, as a fan, I was, you know, watching WWF at the time. WWE, like, was very much, you know, love that sort of style of wrestling. So, like, AEW does give me, a, like, a familiar sort of uh, thing when I watch when I watch them, when I try to put myself uh, in the fan shoes again. Um, with Ring of Honor, it's really good. When I was started wrestling, I would watch Ring of Honor a lot because it was very much, like, wrestling-based. So um, it just depends what I feel like AEW is the same thing. You've got a lot of great wrestling on there, but it's um, a lot of it's more, there's a bit more entertainment aspect with the AEW, but both of the promotions are wicked. And um, yeah, yeah I, I love watching them both, to be fair. Who, who do you like watching in terms of roster? Who are the guys you think, wow, you know, the, the ones that excite you maybe when, you, when you're watching them? Brian, Daniel Bryan, uh, so Brian Danielson. So like, um, he's someone that, like oh, I just love watching him and his style. Like he's wicked. Um, there's so many great guys on um, AEW that are doing well. And like there's so there's guys that I remember be, like sharing locker rooms in. Uh, there was this promotion in Greek Town in Toronto, and uh, I'd share a locker room with MJF quite a fair bit. He's a really really top bloke. So it's cool seeing him doing his thing. And then uh, Daniel Garcia shared locker rooms with him quite a fair bit. Um, and he's doing really well too. So it's it's cool seeing the guys that I was kind of like intertwining with and crossing paths with, and then seeing everyone kind of go into their own, uh, get into their own shoes, and like seeing where everyone's at. But yeah, those guys are just you know great workers. Like for AEW, doing really great, especially with Garcia was doing ROH as well. But um, yeah, there's just so many. It's just it's it's a reminder we've seen all these companies and then when you watch the actual content you're like damn there's talent like everywhere now like it's it's stacked but you could say the same thing back in the day as well because the talent was stacked back in the day so I think it just every generation it just reinvents itself again because then there's a whole new pool of guys and girls and you're like oh damn man look how good these guys are but I feel like it it's always been like that but it just keeps it just keeps going sort of thing if that makes sense. Waiting for this UK show to be announced. Like they flirted with it a bit. Oh, we'll do it at Fulham. Uh, the Carns, obviously, because they own the club, so they'll do it there. But we're still waiting, man. So I want to go, I want to go and experience it live. And uh, yeah, just waiting, waiting on dates, man. They, they've, they've said oh, we're gonna come over. It's not happened like <laughs> I think... if you're listening, <laughs> come on, man. don't start this anymore. I think it'll happen soon. I think uh the when they started doing obviously they've been doing a lot of stuff in Canada lately so I think that kind of must have come out re quite recently like so I think maybe they've just pushed the UK dates a little bit back but I'm, I definitely think that they're still coming this year from from what I've heard absolutely not who surprised you in, in there maybe you know I'm not just limiting you to AEW with, with Ring of Honor as well obviously because now they're they're running they're running weekly again now um, yeah, just has anybody surprised you on, on the shows? Uh, with like with how they're doing? Yeah, just someone who's maybe you didn't think would be as prevalent as they maybe become. Is there anyone you know um, coming through? Uh, I wouldn't say so. Like I, I wouldn't say surprised because I always thought uh, Daniel Garcia is a great, great worker. But I was very like, oh wow, like he came, like once he came in, he came quick, sort of thing. So that was cool. That was like. It was um, it was like surprising to see, but it wasn't surprising as because I because I know he's got talent, so I was like, yeah, he will get there obviously eventually. Um, but yeah, when I seen him, I was like, oh damn, that was quick, so that was cool. Um, 
but yeah everyone else i wouldn't i wouldn't say surprise it was just kind of like not even expected but it was like oh yeah that makes sense why that guy's there make that makes sense why that girl's there it's that, such sort of thing like that absolutely man absolutely yeah cool man cool right we're going to move on to nxt uk now so obviously yeah just getting getting to nxt the, the trainers obviously that are there you know the trainers, the, the level of training you, you're going to get, and I'm I'm sure you were a sponge as well with that. So yeah, your time, your time in NXT UK, getting there, and just just the experience of that one. So that was cool. It was like um, when I did my. So I had a after I uh, left Impact, I had a WWE tryout in Toronto, and then um, uh, it was pretty much once I did that. Uh, a few weeks went by and then I knew I'd have to move to the UK. So once I came here and then got my first taste in the UK performance center, I was just like, I wasn't expect cause I, cause I've seen a little bit of pictures of the, the UK PC online. So I don't know what I was going to expect. But then when I walked in, I was like, damn, this place is big. And it was just like all the, like everything was top notch. And like the trainers, the all top notch coaches were there, even the like the medics and stuff and the physios are like, they just had great, staff and like just all across the board um when it came to the in-ring work it was just when i still i remember when i started doing the first few sessions i was just like well i could tell the level increase i'm like okay this is sick and it made the best how i look the best i work is when i'm under pressure so i need to be like i feel like i thrive like i kind of itch to have a pressure scenario so i can push myself more and it was cool because you're with a group of guys and girls that can go so you're like you know when you're in there you're like you, you're always when if you do a drill in the ring or something you, you're going and then like it's cool mixing in with guys like tyler Bate and you know pete down that was there at the time and like walter and like just all these different styles and then you know mark andrews completely different style getting in there with bailey um with charlie charlie dempsey so it's just it was cool just working with all these different people because you're like when you're feeling them out, you that like everyone works like has a bit of a different different style and that they'll do things differently and stuff. And it was just kind of we're all under the same roof. It was really cool. With the coaches, like they have great coaches like Mossy, Johnny Moss is is awesome. He's coaching in the US. James Mason is like a British legend that was coaching there. He was he was awesome. He was one of my favorites. Uh and then before COVID they had Robbie Brookside there who's awesome. Um William Regal would come a lot, which I really like picked his brain a lot because he he really did help me, especially with um when we were doing the defamiliar stuff. He would talk to me, Metan and uh uh TMN and uh and Charlie a lot and give us feedback, which was really good. And then obviously behind the scenes in Gorilla, you've got Sean Sean, who's like one of my favorite workers of all time, uh, and uh Matt Bloom in 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 Gorilla, and like those two are like legends. So you just like it, it, there was just so much uh th- there was no way you couldn't improve and there was no way you couldn't progress with all these people helping you like it was such a such it was it was probably like the most my most fondest times in my wrestling career was definitely like going through nxt uk and like in the pc and seeing how things work and like um just seeing the difference i feel like i really uh took my uh pre-tapes to a next level and now like I love doing pre-tapes. Like I, I, I itch for it. Like I'm one of my strongest assets is uh, on the mic. Like I'm, I'm very like strong on the mic, but like pre-tapes, I wouldn't do 
too many of them because you, if you're not on if you're not signed to a company you're not really doing much pre-tapes like you might do an indie promo or something but it's not it's not a proper pre-tape that that you'll do it at a WWE or, or you know or an AEW or something like that so just getting all these different when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply ways of doing things and and like even when I was doing pre-tapes the way what they're looking for and how you should actually address a pre-tape and when to pause and uh where to look and what you should do with your body like it was just very it was very cool especially with the pre-tapes that we were doing we were doing very movie-esque cinematic mafia style like things so when we were shooting some of those because like all those angles it was it was literally like shooting a like a show it was, it was like, cause we would do the same, uh, just say we'll cut in the same line line. So like, just say we're doing a five minute promo, we'd cut one with the camera, just looking at me and then one looking at TM and, and then another one looking at Charlie. So that's three times. So we have to make sure that we're doing the same kind of way of doing things. Otherwise then it, it will once they put it all together, then they'll be like, Oh, why is he sitting over here now? <laughs> why is he, why has he got this? So it was really cool understanding that aspect. I feel like, uh, it, it just gives you like, it gave me more of an appreciation because I'd watched so much wrestling as a fan and I'd see all these cool pre-tapes and, and see all these like vignettes and, and then actually seeing how much time gets put just to do even a, like a one minute that, that it takes a lot, it takes a while. So it's just like seeing some of these vignettes that are like week, like weeks when they're propping, promoting someone for their debut, for example, and you just see, uh when i look at those and i'm just like man like i just appreciate the the guys uh behind the scenes that do that because a lot of it i I remember watching a a twitter video that kevin kevin owens was saying in his car and he was just appreciating all the people like the behind the cameras and and it really is that because those those guys is what makes gives us the presentation so we can be superstars and like um yeah those guys and girls are so good and it was just it was just cool. Like that was one of my, my biggest, like, holy, holy, can I swear on the show? You can, of course. Oh, okay. I was like, holy shit. Absolutely. No, no, there's explicit words. And things like that. You, you can say yeah. it. I was literally, that. I was literally like, oh, holy shit. Like the way they do stuff yeah. was just so, so cool. And I was just like, man, this is like, w- once I got a taste of it, I was like, um, yeah, this is where I want to be, like, you know, for the most of my career. So that that was it was such a good experience. So what's going to happen now? Obviously, it's going it's going to Europe, isn't it? As as a thing, they've totally changed tack with it. So yeah, I just I don't know too much. Obviously, I heard the news that it wasn't going to be UK. So yeah, just like with it going into Europe and stuff like that. What so there's a lot of. there's a lot of things going behind the scenes that obviously it's uh, uh, people can't see online. So there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I can't talk about, but there's no. things in, in the works, which um, it's very exciting time. And, and I'm pretty sure like Shawn Michael said in an interview recently that 
they want everything up and running before the end of the year. And that means up and running. So things are, things are going. So uh, why, why they did the whole, uh, when NXT UK closed down, obviously the, the main goal was to expand it to Europe was, uh, the best it was honestly it was the best thing that they should have done and, and did do because in order for them to do the revamp and especially with all the hard stuff we're going through with covid it just it it needed to kind of start fresh and and kind of build to something re- even bigger and just to have everything um everything lined up and ready to go and how they dealt with everything it was actually what they've done is, and what they are doing behind the scenes is, is really good. So it's once it launches, it's going to be worth the wait. Um, but yeah, it's it, from what they got planned, it's going to be really exciting. I'll, I'll say that. That's cool, man. I look forward to that. Absolutely. Just see what they do, how they do it differently and things, man. Yeah. So you say it's all the parts that go with it, as you said, you know, as just fans sometimes we don't, we don't appreciate like what you've seen in terms of cameramen, you know, Writers, things like that. Um, so it's nice. It's nice to hear your admiration for the people that are working. In- yeah, because it, it, it's very much. It. They, yeah, because they don't get they don't get enough credit, and it's it's easy. So you know when you watch, like, just say if you watch a movie, go to the cinemas, and um, you're there for you're there eating popcorn and you know having a drink and just chilling out, sitting back. Um, and then when you watch the movie, it's uh, once you finish it, obviously you talk about oh yeah, the movie is good and whatnot. But if you actually just sit afterwards and be like shit how long did it take for them to do all these things how long did it take for them to film this how long did like it's such a process that to just that takes so it's it's the same thing with when they run you know when when companies run weekly television shows and the thing with WWE and and uh, companies like AEW and everything can there's no off season so they're running shows all the time so it's just that's another big thing that I think people forget because when you're watching just say a show like Mandalorian or something, you've got six episodes, you got like a season will, will, will air six episodes or I think around there or something. Once that finishes, there's a break and then they, you know, they can recoup and then go again where it's like with WWE and AEW and all the, the big wrestling companies out there, it's just always going. So it's just, it's never a break. They're, they're always having to work. So it's just, it's, it's very, um, impressive how they do it especially with how i've seen it behind the scenes now that's cool man it's cool to get that side of it absolutely absolutely rohan what do you like doing outside the wrestling now we're very focused on the wrestling but stuff you like to do in your own time i like knowing these things um hiking is probably my number one thing so i like going um going different trails and climbing hard mountains and, and things like that i started doing that in australia um and then it's a great way for me just to clear my mind. If I'm stressed about something, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm due for a hike. And it's just the feeling I get from that. It's just very, so relaxing. If I'm going through anything or stressed out about anything or, or something's bothering me or something, I'll just go for a hike somewhere, um, bring my dog. And then it's just, it's so, it's so nice just to be with nature. People so I, I've taken some of my friends that don't like the outdoors and I'll be like, trust me, just, just come with me. And then your 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 mind will just like clear, and everyone says the same thing that I've taken on it. It's just it's such a a beautiful thing that you that that you can have with with nature. So that's a big thing that I do um, outside of it. Obviously, I, I don't want to say the gym because <laughs> because I like that goes with wrestling anyway. But uh, 
definitely would be uh, hockey would be a number one. Um, trying to think of like other cool stuff I do. I game quite a, like a bit, so like not as much as when I was a kid, but I I still game now and then. What what's what's the latest? What's what game are you on at the moment? Uh, so I, I was get I was playing like Flight Simulator a bit on uh, on Xbox. So kind of like just the I like looking at like like cool scenery and stuff. So I feel like it translates in in that. Uh, I'm replaying the Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition now. So I, I I played it originally like one, two, and three. So I'm replaying the haven't played the legendary edition. So I'm doing that now. Uh, but yeah, so I, if I if I play something, I'll kind of stick to one game for a bit, and then once I've finished it or something like that, and then I'll I'll find something else. I can't wait for my son to be old enough because uh, my wife's banned consoles. But obviously, when he's of age, there'll be a console in that house, and I'll rekindle. <laughs> I will, I will rekindle my gaming side. I tell you, because <laughs> as, as a kid, man, Sega Mega Drive, SNES, obviously PlayStation more latterly, but uh, the Mega Drive is still my, my favorite of all time. Oh, that, was, that was the console, man. That was the the 16-bit era. Take me back. <laughs> Take me back, honestly. But yeah, no, that's cool, man. That's cool. What about sport? Do you follow sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big Liverpool uh fan. Oh, no. Um so I I follow football. <laughs> <laughs> football soccer. Who do you support? Everton. Everton. Oh okay. um, this, this, this could go very badly. This could go bad. This could go bad. No, I um, yeah. So I, I watch a lot of a lot of football. So like uh, that's definitely like the main sport I watch. But I love watching UFC. I watch UFC like like quite a lot. Um, I love just uh, bo- boxing as well. I love I love like most sports. So like I'll I'll watch. But my main if you take wrestling out of the equation, um, it's definitely football, boxing, and UFC are like my favorites for sure. What do you think with Liverpool? Obviously, it, it seems to me it's very transitional. You know, he's looking, he's looking for players to come through again, isn't he? I think. Uh, Bellingham, yeah, I think he... Bellingham being the big one, if they can get him, I think that 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 would be huge for you. Yeah, I feel like if we don't finish uh, in the top four, it's going to be really hard to 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 get him on board. But they definitely need to sign a bunch of players in the summer window because it's it's almost like the like the team that we have a great. But we need like a squad rotation. Like we need enough players that we can rotate them out and be like, here's another starting eleven. What kind of Man City do? Because like the players will get tired or like if they're mentally exhausted and stuff, they need you know to change it over. Um, so hopefully they do you know spend some money in the transfer window. I can't get over Arsenal. I can't. I can't believe it. Because I know my my brother's a Gunners fan, and I was just like, he's over the moon. And I'm like, where did that come from? Because like, the, it literally just came from nowhere. Because I remember saying maybe I think it was last season or the season before, and I said, I said to my brother, I'm like, man, you guys are probably it's going to probably take you a good five six years to get back mm-hmm. to, you know, challenging for the title. And now they're probably going to win the Premier League. I was like, where did that come from? I was like, it's crazy. He learned a lot of pep. Mikhailov, yeah. uh, he's been in the learning tree, and then he's applied it. But like they haven't, they haven't gone mad in the transfer window, really. When you look what other teams are spending, uh, and when he lost those first three games, was it the season, last season, season before? And his head, his head was on the chopping block. They yeah, yeah, yeah. Even right. like a lot of the Arsenal fans were like, he's he should go and stuff. And I was just like, damn. And now look at him. Unbelievable. I'm just going to segue into the boxing and the MMA. Uh, some of the guys within, you know, both codes, man, that you like. 
and you're entertained by in boxing and UFC MMA? Uh, the main guy for boxing is Canelo. So I love Canelo's style, Alvarez. Um, growing up, I'd love watching Mayweather. So like everyone was watching Mayweather's fights. So like that was cool. I very much um, like the art of boxing. So a lot of the reason I fell in love with wrestling was like they tell a story and it's like it's an art form in the ring. With boxing as well, when it comes to certain styles, it's the same sort of thing. It's a game of chess. So it's like it's very, you know, admirable to watch. And um, especially recently, they've been getting a lot more fans when the heavyweight division started coming up with like guys like AJ and Fury and stuff. So like it's there's always something every few months. There's like a, you know, big time fight. Um, and it's cool it's because in Liverpool, there's... Um, I train at Rotunda. There's a place called Rotunda ABC. I, try, I do some conditioning boxing there sometimes. And um, there's these Smith brothers in Liverpool that, like, there's three of them. Yeah, yeah, and they're all great. They train there, and, like, Liam's, like, a beast. And I was just like, there's so many great fighters in this city too. I was just like, I didn't realise Liverpool was, like, a big time for oh, boxing. Man, it's crazy, that the heritage and the history, man, when you, yeah. when you really delve into it. And just all them brothers to, to box to the level they all have is just incredible like from one family you couldn't you couldn't write it you couldn't script that i don't think yeah yeah it's crazy because like they're all like are at that elite level so it's 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 crazy to see that from the same family because like even someone like like tyson fury is like elite right and and his stepbrother tommy is is great boxer but you can tell the level that the different levels like it's very very different like like tyson's like very much on you know, top, maybe Tommy will get there one day, but like, it's cool seeing with those Smith brothers that they're very, like if they fought each other, just say if they did in the ring, it'd be like close fight with, with every one of them. I'm just going to go into Usyk and Fury. What a mess. Another fight. I know. Yeah. Another, yeah. Another, I, another fight that's been put on the back being, and, and from what I can gather, I've listened to uh, Frank Warren on IFL's podcast. It was like a 20, 25 minute podcast fight and they were wherever they were. And um, it seems to me it's Tyson who's put the blocks on it. it it's not who's six team and contract contractually and stuff like that. Um, it's him. It's his demands. I think that's it's, why. It's one of those things where um, you never because we're like the, when you're in the public eye, you, it's very it's not all the stories always always out there so there's there's big bits what we'll see so like if we if we look at the story it looks like tyson's ducking it or some, something's happening but maybe it could be something that he he's kind of pulled out because he's going through something in his personal life it could be something like that it very much could be because it makes no sense why he would because he's such a great uh, he's a great fighter if i was to say who would win out of those two i think fury would take him down i just think, I think he's he, naturally bigger um, yeah, and he was leaning. He was leaning on naturally bigger guys and using that weight a lot in between punches and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Leaning on the guys, getting tight. Like no disrespect to Usyk, he's done, done fantastic. Nailed it at cruiserweight, and he's looked he's looked pretty solid at heavyweight. It needs to be fair to the guy, but natural size. Like I'm, I'm of the same thinking as you. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. It's it, Fury's it, to lose. It's Fury's to lose, man. Surely. Yeah, yeah. So I think it. Honestly, imagine if it's just sort of like a, like a big play because it has everyone talking about it. So maybe when it finally happens, there's going to be more ticket sales, <laughs> more pay per view buyers. So it could become Frank full. Warren, Frank Warren <laughs> around and said he thinks Fury's carrying an injury 
This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Oh, really? So so April the 29th that they were banding around, we've got Wembley Stadium booked and yada yada. There was something, something, I don't know the ins and outs of the injury, but that that could be something as well. Right, yeah, that that would make sense. Too soon, although he is in camp, Sugar Hills over here, you know. Joe Joe Park has been in camp with him, so I don't know, man. It's it's uh, if buts and maybes at the minute. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that. Hey, it's it's one of those things that we'll probably find out eventually once the fight is booked and they're they're leading up to it. Maybe it will will spill there, but like until now, it's almost like a guessing game, isn't it? What What about UFC, Tony? Before we go, I've got to ask you. You know, the, the, the guys, the current current guys that you enjoy. Um. So John Jones is by, by far my favorite. So like I was static that he was coming back because um, he had a great fight with Cyril Gunner. Like I can't believe what he took him out in submission in the first round. Like that that was. I thought he was going to win, but at the same time I'm like, okay, he's been out for three years. Maybe it's not gonna, you know, maybe it's like because we've seen so many upsets in in UFC. So I was just like, oh, but. After what he did, I was just like, you know, this guy's like <laughs> literally like the goat of of UFC. Um, he's great to watch. Thinking off the top of my head, uh, I love Leon. Leon's really good. Um, Nate Diaz was was great. He's obviously he's not fighting the UFC anymore, but I always loved like seeing him back. Dude, he was such a he was such a unbelievable. He's like a like a walking zombie because he just gets hit and he just never he never goes down. He's taking all these hits and coming, but still coming at you. I can just imagine what that would do to your psyche when you're given your best shots and you just see this guy bleeding and he's just and he's still putting pressure on you. You'd be like, "What's going on? Like, come on, let around. Someone ring the bell. Like, get him out of here." Um, what about what about Volk, man? It's like what about Volkanovski? He's great, man. He's he's good. He's great. Um, one guy I really I think that's gonna come back. So he's got a fight. I think I think that might be the next UFC pay per view. I'm not too sure. It's in Miami, but I think Masvidal I really like, especially with his like early on as he was climbing up through his career. But I feel like he's uh, he's going to get a championship run soon. I feel like if he um, gets past this next fight, I'm pretty sure they'll probably put him with Leon Edwards unless uh, Colby gets it first. Uh, but I feel like if Masvidal goes into that with a proper camp, I feel like he might beat Leon. So it's, it's he needs a win as well, man. He's on a, he's on the free. He's free on play. yeah. He's on he's on a he's on a bit of a down trap. But I like I listened to him on Rogan's podcast. He was on it a few days ago, and why he was saying like he like he was still kind of dealing with um, the Usman fight. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I, f- I feel like he probably should have had more time off. But how he was talking and his confidence and stuff seems like he's he's got his spark again, which will be kind of cool to watch. It's 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 a psychological thing. You, you know, you can go in there and fight like you say, but what is what is going on mentally? I I, I agree. I agree with you, man. Yeah, because a lot of it is like with, with yeah. different sports, like people, a, a lot of like athletes will see sports psych- psychologists and stuff. Like I've, I've known people, um, co-workers of mine too, and even in like uh, different companies I was at, that will see sports psychologists because they get real, you know, they might get anxious about something or their matches or their performance. Performance anxiety is a big thing and it comes in football as well. So it's one of those things, if you let it affect you, it can really take you down. So you have to have a strong mindset, otherwise it can mess you around. Absolutely, man. No, I like I like getting into other sports, man. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. And as I say, hopefully, hopefully Fury Newsick will get sorted out. If not, it looks like it might be Daniel Dubois and Newsick. So there, there we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, seems like big big for Daniel Dubois, absolutely. Rohan, what have you got in terms of bookings going back into wrestling? What's coming up? What's on the calendar for the viewers and listeners? So I um I've had something big that's a bit uh outside of of wrestling that I've been work, working towards. So I um I took a little bit of uh a step not a step back just uh, on my bookings. I I started toning them down a bit. So I got contacted to be uh potentially on Gladiators as one of the Gladiators. So they're doing a revival TV show, yeah, for BBC. I heard about this. I heard that they were bringing. Yeah, yeah. This is the first time I'm talking about this, so this is exclusive with you. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've got a scoop Uh, on that. Yeah, so I uh, I got contacted by them. Had to, you know, fill some submissions and everything, pretty much like uh, auditions and stuff. And then uh, I got shortlisted to do the tryout, which went really well. Um, And then I pretty much got the the go ahead. So it's it's as long as all schedule lines up properly and nothing conflicts, mm-hmm. um, it should be, it should be all good to go. But uh, yeah, I've been training a lot for that really hard because uh, I wanted to make sure I'm in the best possible shape when, when that airs. Or when well, that's done, no, no, I hope, I hope you get it as well. That'll be huge for you. Big, big exposure, something different, but yeah, no, you, you deserve it, man. I can just tell by talking to you, you know, it's uh, no really cool. Something different, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where so everything I do is a is a is a reason that will help me get to my main goal. And like my main goal is to get to main roster. I want to have a good run there. I want to win uh, a few titles there. I want to headline a pay per view. Like I got massive aspirations for that. But I look at things in like how can I keep improving my worth? What's different? What are people not doing? Like I remember when NXT UK finished. I was like, okay, what are all the other guys doing? And then a lot of them were doing, obviously, the UK independence. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start doing international, like some big international ones. And then I started working with Brett for his company in Dun- Dungeon in Calgary. Um, so I wanted to take a different route. And then when this came about, I was like, man, this will just like, this is another thing. So it's like for other wrestlers watching too, think outside the box because that those ne- those things will help you build more and then it will give you more of a – of an edge will give you more of a name and it's just, it's more of an overall brand for yourself because when you go to certain companies, um, when you go to self companies and you've got more of a worth and you know, you've just never, I've been pretty successful in my career. Like i signed with impact, signed with WWE, but it's like, I don't let any of that get to my head. It's like, I'm always striving. Okay. What, what can I do more? What can I, 
how can I progress a bit in a different way? What can I do to, you know, show myself in a different light? So I just kind of, I'm always thinking my brain's always like uh, running and, and planning things, which is, um, which is, uh, it's like, it's a good thing and a hard thing because it's hard to switch off sometimes, but uh, that's why I go hiking. But yeah, it's definitely something that I'm super looking forward to. Um, but yeah, if all goes well, mostly it's, it's, it's due to scheduling if, if it all works out, but yeah, hopefully it all goes well with that. Look at Nick Aldis, he was on Gladiators well, and then years later, Look, you know, I, I was like, I remember him off Gladiators when he was first, <laughs> first on Impact, and I was a bit, I don't know about this. I don't know. And he, look, he's done pretty, he's done pretty damn well. He, he kept me quiet, so there we go. But yeah, no, it's cool, man. It's uh, it's nice, nice to hear you doing that as well. Can we find you certain socials and stuff? Armo? Where can we find you? you can get in tone tied here. Yeah, it's um yeah. at Rohan Raja WWE, and it's uh for Instagram, same on Instagram and same for Twitter. So they're both mainly the two ones I use. I don't use, uh, so my Facebook's just like a personal page. So I don't uh, put much of my wrestling stuff on there. So yeah, those two channels are definitely the ones to follow me on. And I try to keep up to date, uh, people up to date on what I'm doing. Um, But this thing though, this has been going on for a while since January and I've had to be quiet about it. (laughs) So it's nice (laughs) now I can actually say something now. I appreciate you sharing that as well, man. There was top secret, but timing, timing is everything, as they say. So it's perfectly time that you could tell us about that. An exclusive, the scoop from Mr. Tony Gill, Rohan Raja. Thank you so much, man, for coming on. It's great hearing about your journey in wrestling with WWE Impact. Prior to that as well, you know, learning in the land storm, man. Just incredible. And battle art. So yeah, just uh, thank you, thank you for sharing your story, man. So far, nah, I pre- appreciate it, man. I really like going uh, on podcasts. That I that I get along with the with the interviewer, and like it, like you're very easy to talk to. Especially, you know, when so I love when I'm on podcasts, and there's always like you guys pretty much have to do like a promo at the start of the show. And I was just like, yo, this guy cut a cut a decent promo. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> like, we're gonna get we're gonna get along this fine. As you said, don't let things get to your head. I won't let that get to my head. I'll just do do me, but yeah, no, no nice, very nice of you to say, man. Appreciate nah, it. And I've got to thank Mike Angus again, a good friend of mine, just for putting us in touch, man. So yeah, no, great, absolutely brilliant. This has been episode 149 of Stew's Wrestling Podcast with my guest, former WWE Impact Wrestling star, Rohan Raja. Gazinda Singh as well from his Impact days. Thank you so much for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast today, man. Thanks, Stu. Thanks for having me. Cheers, bud. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.